0: This week, we're continuing our topic of rebuilding trust after a betrayal of any kind in your marriage. And so, this week, we want to talk specifically about how long does it actually take to rebuild trust? And then, also, what are some signs from your spouse and within yourself that start pointing to, yeah, we might be on the right track to starting to rebuild that trust in our relationship? So, stay tuned. Hey, I'm Rusty.
1: And I'm Heather.
0: And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast.
1: We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages.
0: We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. And this week we're going to follow up. Um, we're going to take Logan's advice. Yes. I mean, Logan said last week when we said, hey, the uh, rebuilding trust um, topic is a little bit too long. He said, why don't y'all just do a series of three or... We may not make it It may, three, just may just be a two series, a two-part. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, this is about rebuilding trust, but, it's, but, you know, there's just layers and layers and layers to this. Sure. Um, I've been thinking a lot just about rebuilding trust, um, just since last week. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go listen to it. We talk about just kind of the first steps to rebuilding trust, the very basics, stop and sever. And so if you want to know the details about that, go back and, and listen to that. But, um, there's just, it's, it's like an onion there's just layers and layers and layers that you just peel. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, the first thing that we're actually going to talk about today is just the time, the time that's involved in rebuilding trust, because there's, there's so many questions and we get questions and people come to us that they say, when will I, you know, when will I ever trust my spouse again Mm -hmm. after a betrayal Mm -hmm. or, how long is this going to take? Or it's been such and such amount of time and I can't get it out of my mind. I can't stop thinking about or on it. on the
1: other side of that, when is my spouse ever going to trust me again? Yep. You know? Yep. Like how long is it going to take? What else do I have to do? Right. I've already done this and this and this and this, and she still doesn't trust me or he still doesn't trust me.
0: Yep. And like I said, I just think that there's so many layers to it. And so because of that, it does take time. Sure. And like, if you know, the very first thing that I just want to say before we even start diving into it is it takes time. It does. And, and I think that the way that you approach the time that it takes, um, will really be what adds value and healing and, you know, the future of your marriage, because we've said it before, if you just try to, Sweep it under the rug, <laughs> and not brush it under brush the rug. <laughs> if you try to sweep it under the rug,
1: yep. you're
0: not going to deal with it now. You'll end up dealing with it later.
1: Right. You got to walk through it,
0: and that's the part of peeling those layers mm-hmm. of that onion, and that takes time. Sure, you could chop right through the onion; mm-hmm. it's a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But you peel it, and it just takes time, going layer by layer. So, uh, so here's what I want. Here's what where we're going today. We're going to talk about just the time that it takes why it takes time, that kind of thing, how long it should take, might take. And then we're going to move into, because this was something you suggested, but what are some signs like mm-hmm. that you can see in your spouse or even in yourself that kind of is saying, yeah, well, we're sort of headed down sure. the right path towards um, yeah. trust again? Yeah,
1: It's kind of like... Weight loss. If I'm trying to lose 20 pounds and I see I've lost a couple, Mm -hmm. then I'm motivated to keep going. And I'm like, okay. And then you lose five and I got this. And you keep rolling and it gets 10. It's just kind of a motivation. And so if you see ways that you're like, okay, she's starting to trust me or he's being trustworthy, Mm -hmm. um, then it's just kind of motivating to keep going. And you know that you're making progress.
0: Last week we titled the uh, topic or the, the episode was rebuilding trust one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're that's you're right. saying. It does. It takes, it's some baby steps, a lot of baby steps, a lot of little steps along the way. So this week, um, we got a, a comment or a question somewhere. I don't remember where it came from, but somebody asked, uh, it may have actually been through our website and somebody, um, gave a response on our contact form and asked us a question. And it was just, you know, how long is this going to take? Like, I can't get it out of my mind. How in the world do I get it out of my mind? Mm -hmm. And we may have mentioned this on a podcast before. I know that it's been mentioned somewhere along the way. Maybe it's something we wrote, or I I don't really remember. But uh, disclaimer, and I have to say, do not take your theological um, advice from James Spader's character, (laughs) Raymond Reddington, on the blacklist (laughs) However, if you're familiar with that show, there is a quote, and it has become a very powerful quote to me, but I'm not going to go through the whole thing and the whole circumstances behind it, but basically, one of the main characters, his fiancée, was murdered, and Raymond Reddington wrote him a letter, and this this is what he said in the letter. It said, I want you to know that I do understand how you feel. There is nothing that can take the pain away. But eventually, you will find a way to live with it. There will be nightmares, and every day when you wake up, it will be the first thing you think about, until one day, it will be the second thing. And most of that sounds a little bit depressing, Mm -hmm. but then when you, again, peel that layer a little bit, man, I mean, how true that was, especially in our case. So the betrayal that we face, again, we've talked about this last week. The betrayal could be anything. It doesn't have to be something as major as mm-hmm. an affair, like mm-hmm. what we went through. Mm-hmm. But it could be addiction, could be pornography, it could be substance abuse, you know, mm-hmm. it could be um, just lying, financial, mm-hmm. anything. But the but the betrayal, it's one of those things that, you know, those first few days and weeks, you're literally thinking about it every five minutes, mm-hmm. every ten minutes, every thirty minutes, every hour. Certainly the first thing that you think about. And then one day, it literally becomes the second thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the time, the time of it. Mm -hmm. And so as I start
1: thinking... And then it can go past the second thing. Oh. (laughs) I mean, like, that's my most frustrating part about that, that quote. I'm like, well, and then it becomes the third. And then... Yes, I think that's, I think that's... um. Implied? Implied. Is it? It is. It is it? Okay. It well, is. I, I think day, the
0: whole the whole thing, I mean, that was the implication of the whole letter is that it's I the guess. first thing that you think about until one day. The, yeah. It's the second, second. thing. Yeah. Because what, I mean, what they're saying is, yeah, you're going to wake up and go one day and go, and that's what somebody specifically about the affair said to me was, you're going to think about it all the time. And then all of a sudden, one day you're going to go, I hadn't really thought about that mm-hmm, in a few days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's where the whole time comes in. And so, so maybe
1: we could rewrite that episode and say, <laughs> you know, it's the first thing you think about, and then one day you wake up and it's not. Yep. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the second. Thing. Hey, it's drama. Sorry. it's
0: dramatic. <laughs> it's just, but I actually love it. I think it's very accurate. And and I will say this: there came a day after many many years. That the actual anniversary of mm-hmm. your confession came sure. and went and I thought two or three days later, oh my gosh. I didn't even think about yeah. it on that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I we're telling you it takes time. So you're
1: I'm feeling you, led to say something. Nope. Is that okay? No. Um, so <laughs> I feel like this is what I know to be true. I know to be true that we focus a lot with very good reason on what the person hurt feels like like that whole thing and that is so needed and 100 accurate but I also need to put a voice to the people who have done the hurting Mm -hmm. there were days after days after weeks after months that it's the first thing I thought about when I woke up Mm -hmm. that I had done this to my family or and that's with all of these things like I had caused the pain. I had um, um, the the substance abuse that people go through. That you put your family through. That that they had to walk, watch you walk through that journey. So there's a big part of that guilt and shame that that you think about every morning when you wake up until. Mm-hmm. One morning, you don't. right, And so, like, because I know both parties are listening to us. Yeah, You you know, we may have a listener that the person who did the sin isn't even listening to this. Mm-hmm. And and so these are, or not did the sin, but was sinned against, mm-hmm. didn't even listen to this. But maybe it's just the person who had Commit, the, right. who committed the sin who or, or betrayed. is, who, yes, who did the betraying. It, it's still just as painful, sure. and that takes time. So just, I just wanted to throw that out there. No,
0: and and I think that part, one of the signs that knows that Rebuild Trust, or Trust is being rebuilt, is the person that has been betrayed. When they can hear that, like, I'm hearing that from mm-hmm. you, and I go, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm but instead of saying
1: I don't care yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: well you shouldn't have done it exactly <laughs> because that's exactly. I mean that's real and that's sure. genuine for a time sure and that and honestly you know as much as you don't want to say that's okay that's okay to okay. Pe- peel that layer back that's right that's right and that's what takes time so you're maybe right. sitting there going well how long is this going to take mm-hmm. like I'm telling you I, I read a lot of stuff and there was some crazy stuff out there like well you can look at the length of time the amount of uh, weeks that the affair went on mm-hmm. and it will take about that many months mm-hmm. for the healings. And like, like that's kind of honestly, I mean, you don't need pro- a calculator. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, what if it had gone on for like two or three years? Sure. Then you're going to take all those weeks and multiply mm-hmm. it into months. Mm-hmm. And then, well, 15 years from now, that's we're right. going to maybe trust each other. Yeah. So it just doesn't work that way. And, and somewhere along the way, though, I heard somebody say, and it might have been in counseling, it might have been in a marriage intensive, but somebody threw out the number two years. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever explained why two mm-hmm. years. It was just kind of this, that's yeah, about right. It's yeah. about right. Yeah. Well, I've done, I've actually done a lot of thinking on this. And and I'm going to put a little bit of feet to that.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know if that's the right phrase, but whatever. <laughs>
1: But, sweep here's, it under the rug. <laughs> but
0: here's what I'm thinking of why two years is pretty accurate. Because when it first happens, there's these stages that you go through. And and we'll and I want to talk a little bit about those stages. I don't want to go too too deep into them, but I want to talk about the stages and how long each one of those stages kind of last. Mm-hmm. But that whole first year, I mean, you're really talking about the first four to six months, it's just a, it's, it is a bit of a desperate, we're holding this thing together. We're learning, we're trying to figure it out, you know, all this. And then from six months on, you kind of get to that stage where you're a little bit, you're evaluating, are we, are we doing better, whatever. But, but all, all along the way of that first year, everything's an anniversary to the person that's been, well, really to both sides, mm-hmm. but to the person that's been betrayed. Sure. It's, you know, as you're getting closer to that confession date of when everything's ended and mm-hmm. stopped, you're still thinking, you know, if it happened three months before that confession day, well, when three months rolls around, that's all you're thinking about. What, you know, where what, where was mm-hmm. this ha- Where were, you know, it's just you're constantly for that first year, you're just replaying things in your mind and it's painful. And then once you hit the one year, then it becomes almost a second full year of anniversaries. Like, well, here's the anniversary of the confession. One week after that, you know, we had we we weren't living in the same house or Mm -hmm. whatever. We Mm -hmm. had to, you know, there's just all this for that second year. Mm -hmm. And then you finally get to the end of that second year and it's kind of like, well, what's there left to rehash? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mean that flippantly. Sure. But it's like there's there's a real reason, I think, for... Because it's a two-year cycle mm-hmm. of anniversaries mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. keep triggering
1: things. And, and that's so true because I know that to be true with loss. like, yeah. And that's what this is. I mean, it's a loss of a dream. Yeah, grief. Grief. Absolutely. It's a loss. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, thinking about to when we lost our first baby, mm-hmm. like... I, for for cycles of it was a week, it was a month, it was a year, and then it was two years. And as you get as as those years pass, it gets easier right. and easier and easier. Because
0: anniversaries really aren't there anymore. They're not I mean, right. Yeah, like are I'm not it,
1: sure I could even remember the date. Right. You know, because that was 22 years ago right. that that happened. Mm-hmm. So, and I, when you were saying that, that's true for so many other things too. Um, but yes, with loss, so, it's grief. So if we're
0: looking at a two year, I mean, let's just go off of a two year cycle and just say, and you know, because people I mean, people may think, whoa, that's a long mm-hmm. time. But if you kind of break it down and you look at like, all right, the first two to three months, I mean, you really are just trying to hold life together. The person that's been betrayed is really working through grief. I mean mm-hmm. all the stages of grief sure. which we've talked about just like you've lost lost a loved one mm-hmm. if you've lost something you go through those stages of grief over and over and over and you're also trying to figure out can I forgive mm-hmm. like and I think that goes on in those first 2 to 3 months it's not I mean it's rare rarely is it this immediate oh yeah, I forgive you, you know, you did me wrong, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You have to process it and work through it. And so that typically happens in those first two to three months. And then you start moving into months three, four, five, you know, beyond that a little bit. And you start start having to get to a point where you're not constantly asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I've I've heard some counselors actually say, you know, maybe you put a time frame on that of like, three to four months or five months. There's nothing scientific about this, these numbers. It's just, this is kind of how we went through things. Mm But there was, there were times when you knew that if I asked you a question about what happened, you would answer it. Mm -hmm. But some counselors say, you know, pick an Mm endpoint where you're basically like, okay, for these first three or four months, Mm -hmm. it's fair game. But once we hit this time, You don't hang, you move on, Mm -hmm. you don't, as far as the questions go, you don't hang that over, you know, you don't just start, Hey, okay, another question. Mm -hmm. And as you mature, like 10 years later, if I needed to ask you something about it, we could maturely talk about it. But I do think that that's a big part of it is just getting to a point where you stop asking questions all the time. And then I feel like at about six months or so. For about six, from six months to a year, you're really just evaluating your progress. Right. Like, okay, do we trust each other? And that's where some of these signs are going to come in that we're going to talk about. Do we? Are we starting to trust each other? Are we healing? Are we getting healthy? And then your one year hits, and all of a sudden you got all these triggers hitting again, and your triggers are those anniversary yes. dates and things that just over and over. And really, for about that next year, it's you're in that stage where. You as um, and I'm speaking for myself. Like I was the one betrayed, and so I'm learning to internally process those triggers instead of throwing them on you every time. Right. Because when it first happens, if I'm if I'm getting triggered by it, and we're gonna have questions sure. and we're gonna talk about it. Right. But then you get to this point, you know, after that year or so, where when those triggers happen then it becomes, am I mature enough now? Have I moved beyond where I can internalize this and deal with it without having to drag you into it mm-hmm. and drag you down? Mm-hmm. And I think the same way you're you're doing the same thing sure. at that
1: stage. Mm-hmm. So
0: I yeah. And so
1: two years is that that I means I, I mean I think that's fair. And I again this is not something you take a calculator to. So if you're sitting out there and it's been two and a half years <laughs> right, and you're right. still struggling with this it's okay. Like it just, and it's different, different circumstances, different people. I mean, it just, it's different, but just to give, you just want somebody to tell you about how long it's going to take. And if you're sitting in month one and two years feels exceedingly difficult and overwhelming and stressful, like you're going to make it. Yeah, you are going to make it.
0: And that's why we're that's why we do this podcast so that people can look and say, well, they're they're right. It's a that's picture right. of somebody that made it. And yep. I also want to say that just because, you know, you're one or two months into this thing, that doesn't mean that healing and I mean, the trust and stuff, it begins happening. Sure. You know, it's different for everybody, but like for us. August of 2011 was the confession. And in October of 2011, which was two months later, mm-hmm. we were at a marriage intensive. And I would say that by the time we got to the marriage intensive, we were well on our way sure. to healing. Now, that gave us a l- massive push. Sure. But compared to the other people that were in our uh, mm-hmm. intensive, I mean, we were way along. That's and so, right. you know, even to the, to the point where, I mean, we, we were—we knew— our marriage was, was going to mm-hmm. make it at that mm-hmm. point. And that was mm-hmm. two months. Mm-hmm. But did I trust you completely? Mm-hmm. No. Right. And so it just continued, you know, taking time. Right. So right. as we get through those, though, but even at that two months, what were some things that were happening on your side of things and my side of things that kind of gave us that encouragement that yeah we're starting we're taking those baby steps we're starting to see we we we're going to be able to trust again right right um what are some things that you thought about
1: well i know that um at first i was very 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 careful like i didn't go anywhere by myself i wanted to make sure that you knew that i was trustworthy and and you know for me it one way to do that is just for you to know where I um I was and what I was doing and so I you know was very purposeful in where I spent my time Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's good and I think that probably the first thing that you did and I know people don't want to hear this but it was almost like you surrendered your rights a little bit Mm -hmm. because it was like okay I admit you know Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's caused this right and so so you know fair game. Yeah. Like, it
1: was, what do you want me to do? Yeah. What, what can I, what can, what I, can I, do I do to start mm-hmm.
0: rebuilding trust? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that if you, if you get to, I mean, some red flags would be if you were like, no, this is my life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't get to have the password to my cell phone mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't have to tell you everywhere I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you're a long, that's a long road. You better, that two years, not happening in two that's years right. if that's the kind of stuff that's <laughs> right, going sure, on. Sure, And so... I mean, because
1: remember, I gave you my phone. I had like your I, phone yeah. for several weeks. And I was like, here, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, you take it. Um, And of course, our children weren't grown and didn't need to get in touch with us and things like that. But, but that was just a small way that I could say, mm-hmm. whatever you want me to do, I, I just want to um, start rebuilding your trust.
0: Yeah. And I think that just being willing, you know, to surrender those things, but also willing to answer any questions. So I know that, that for me, I had to get to a point where I completely trusted the fact that if I asked you something, you were going to tell me. Right the truth and everything that I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was going to say, all right, tell me everything. Start sure. from day one and yeah. tell me everything. Yeah. But if something came up that I was struggling with and I said, I I need to ask you about this, you would be willing to tell me. And I knew that you were going to tell me all the truth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I could pick up the phone and find out more from somebody else. I knew that whatever you told me was, was as bad as it may hurt um, but that was a big sign of starting to be able to to trust again. I know another thing was just you being willing to apologize even well after the fact. Like mm-hmm. just being able to say, you know, I know that I hurt you and I'm really sorry mm-hmm. at just random times mm-hmm. because it was your way of acknowledging I know that you still have this burden and you still think about it
1: well and we've talked about this before when I confessed all of Mm -hmm. the pain well I shouldn't say all of the pain but everything the weight of it I was able to take off of my shoulders because I confessed but then I put that weight on you and I knew that and so it was a trying to be respectful And trying to be honoring to you by saying, I know that this hurts Mm -hmm. and I know that, that I hurt you. Um, and if you have somebody, if your spouse is saying, or if you're one of the people saying, I apologized once. Yeah. I mean, how many times you want me to say, I'm sorry. Right. Then that's a, that's something in your heart. That's right. And if you're the one saying it, stop it. Yeah. Stop saying that. But if you're the one hearing it, I'm sorry. Um, you know, because I just, I don't think that if, if we were laying in the bed tonight and I rolled over and said, I'm really, really sorry that I hurt you 10 and a half years ago.
0: Oh yeah. It still
1: means the world. It does. And it's been 10 and a half years. Right. You know? And there is a
0: little bit of tension because we've dealt with this specifically with, uh, with another couple where, um, where I think one spouse, wanted to hear that and maybe even at times like like at intimate times Mm -hmm. like because the 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 spouse was sort of thinking wait are you i mean are you thinking about me are you thinking about somebody else well the person that did the betraying they don't want to just bring it up right. because, because they're like, what if they weren't thinking they about, weren't it? Thinking about right. it? So there is this tension. And then they
1: think that they're thinking about yeah, it. It's kind of right. like the Friends episode. They know <laughs> that we know that, that I know that we you know that we know that we know. I know that you know that we know that you know.
0: Yeah, and so there is yeah. this cycle that sure. we have to be kind of careful and about. And that's where and
1: communication so comes in. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so,
0: so maybe there's the communication of, hey, you know, I'm struggling right now. It would be okay for you to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, where I'm saying to be open and willing to say that I'm sorry is just at random times, Mm -hmm. not at crucial moments. You know, just like, but what you said, we're just, we're just laying there reading in the bed and you just happen to say, I'm really sorry. Like that, that just acknowledges, to, that just validates, and it says to me, "Hey, I, I know it still hurts." Kind
1: of like those people. I know you've heard of people that say, "I said, I said I love you on your on my wedding day." <laughs> How right. many more times I gotta say it? <laughs> like yeah. that just doesn't work right. in a in a healthy relationship. And neither does I'm saying. Neither does saying I'm sorry one time.
0: Yeah. So let me let me make a little list real quick. Okay, I'm ready. So this is the betrayer. So these are signs of trust. If Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the betrayer, if I'm looking at you and you're doing these things, Mm -hmm. then I've got a pretty good indication that there's some steps being Mm -hmm. made. So we mentioned betrayer surrenders their rights. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're not Yeah. And it doesn't mean (laughs) that you're not your own person anymore. It's just, hey, I recognize what I did here. I'm going to make sure that you're comfortable. So -hmm. that's one thing. Being willing to answer Mm -hmm. any questions. Um, Also. Patient, like, mm-hmm. how you know how long are we gonna how long are we gonna de- deal with this? Mm-hmm. Like, this is you it's don't, been, you can't it's say been that. three months. It's been five months. Right. It's been a year. No, like being patient and understanding the layers that have to that have to go through it. Um, the apologies that we mm-hmm. mentioned and also the updates. Like, mm-hmm. this is where I am. That's right. I'm taking a picture of me with my mm-hmm. friend and this is where we are. And I just I want you to know Still do it. Still, still do it. Still do still it. Still do it. So flip the script for just a minute. And these are some things that I like I would say that um you know, if I'm doing these things mm-hmm as the person that's been betrayed, mm-hmm. then I know we're taking steps. Right, And I would say the first thing is just forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like you get to that point where you say, okay, maybe I don't completely trust you yet, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be held bondage to this anymore. So I'm offering forgiveness. You are forgiven for the acts that you've done to betray me. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that's the starting point. And that's where you know, okay, we can start making some mm-hmm. some progress. I think not holding it over the betrayed person Mm -hmm. is a big one. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. When you Mm -hmm. get to the point where everything, even Mm -hmm. inside your head is not, Mm -hmm. oh, you ain't got no right to say this Mm -hmm. to me because you know what you did to me. And if you can start getting to the point where you're not holding it over their head all the time. Also, when you get to the point where you're just not having to ask questions all the time, Mm -hmm. there's a period where you're going to want to know some things and that's perfectly normal, but you got to get past Every time a trigger happens, you got to ask questions about that particular thing, mm-hmm. that particular place, that particular time, what was going on, who, you know, all of that. If you can start getting past that, you know that trust is the, the steps to trust are happening. Um, also, just believing the fact, if you can get to a point where you're believing, if I ask you a question, I'm going to get the truth. Mm-hmm. And like, you're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know, not you're not hiding something. You know that some trust is happening. Um, kind of already mentioned this, but just being able to internally deal with triggers. And what I really mean by that is when a trigger happens, I don't have to tell you every time mm-hmm. that a trigger's sure. happened. Like I'm dealing with it. And that
1: takes it. a lot of maturity. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, takes a ton of maturity. And that's something that you did exceedingly well. Um, you didn't, you know, throw things on me every time. I could look at your face. Mm-hmm. And know that you were dealing with something. Your whole demeanor. Like, you know, you've mentioned the color truck. Like we would pass some kind of truck and I could I could literally feel your demeanor change. And you could have with everything and you go, you did this to me. Mm-hmm. Your response, responsible. But you didn't. And that's when I would take my cue and give you a minute. At first I was like, do you want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, I don't. Okay. So then I would give you a minute. And then I would just say, I'm I'm sorry. I know that that's painful and I'm sorry. And so, I mean, that's a, that's, that's you being mature, but then it's also me being patient. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you've talked about those two things, but, but it does. I mean, it, a lot of this takes a lot of, let me get my eyes off of myself Mm And my hurt and my pain and my, and and then shifting it to my guilt and my shame mm-hmm. and putting my eyes on the other person mm-hmm. and what can I do for them in yeah. this moment?
0: Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I would say the last thing, <laughs> this is, this is kind of neat, I guess, but if you get to the point where you're reciprocating the updates, mm-hmm. like, um, because for me, you know, there was this feeling, at least for a while, where I don't have to tell you where... I ain't not done anything. That's
1: right. I don't have to
0: tell you where I am, uh-huh. where I'm going, or who uh-huh. I'm with, because I haven't done anything. Uh-huh. But when you start seeing it as this is a mutual thing now, we need mm-hmm. to respect each other mm-hmm. and yeah, and good. show that we're trusting each other. And, and if I let you know what I'm doing, where I'm going, then that's just a sign that there's, there's healing, maturity, mm-hmm. there's, you know, we're not going down this road again, Mm-mm. either one of us. Sure. And so we're going to both put some boundaries in place. And if that means I need to take a picture and show you where I am, or just send you an update of, Hey, I'm going here and then I'm doing this, you know, that's just when you're reciprocating that. I think it shows yeah. that there's a lot of And I
1: love there. that. Like, I really love that. And that doesn't just have to be with pictures. no. Like, I mean, like anything that may, like for me, you know, you mentioned, um, in several episodes about the gym, that was just a really hard place for me and, and for you to be able to say, you know what, it's probably not best for our marriage, um, for that to be part of, and I probably shouldn't use the gym because there's some people freaking out right now because I know the gyms, but I'm just talking about in general, are there boundaries that you should put down because of what we went through, that I should put down in my life, that is just as good for you to have as a boundary in your life. Does that make sense? Exactly. I probably shouldn't have used the gym because that was just kind of personal to us. But it it could resonate with some people out there. But just, you know, shows that you watch or books that you read or just relationships that Mm -hmm. you have, that's a big one. Like if because of what I did, then I do not need to have... Guy relationships outside of friend that we do that's together, right. well, that is just of a just as much a healthy boundary for you, exactly. even though you've never done anything, but you don't need to play the I didn't do anything wrong, so I can have a a friend that's right. a girl if I want to right because that's just a healthy boundary that's right period that's right so i and and there could be more more that people are thinking about right now. Um, and if if you're like, I wonder if that applies. Yeah, yeah, it does. Take the safe, take, take the, the safe, safe route. Yeah, yep. that's
0: right. Well, I think that our child may have been right in that there's a lot of layers, and we should have <laughs> we should have extended this <laughs> into multiple three. sessions or multiple episodes. But hey, we want to stay connected with you this week. If you could go to our website rate, review, send us a note. If you've got something that we can help with, we'd love to be a part of your story in that way. We love hearing from you. So until next week, we will see you then.